Life sometimes has a way of blindsiding you with a feeling of being overwhelmed at the worst possible time. It could come while you're out with friends, running an important meeting, or just with your family at home. A spiraling thought that leaves you feeling helpless. That's why you have your self-care, your coping strategies. That's why you have us. I'm Nora McInerney, and this is The Head Start, Embracing the Journey, a podcast where we'll be taking all those things you usually save for your friend group out into the open so we can all find a bit of optimism. We all have social pressure, pressure from our job, pressure from our family, pressure that's real and pressure that just feels real. When it all starts to pile up, it can be really triggering. And then add on a migraine attack that can pop up out of nowhere. And it makes even the simplest task feel nearly impossible. That's why we're here. Because when life gets hard, you do need to be around people who get it. People who aren't afraid to tell you what happened and what helped. I am someone whose life's mission is to make space to talk about the hard things in life because I've been a person who needed that space herself. I'll definitely be sharing my experiences and vulnerabilities and trying to pick up some things along the way to work into my own routine, but this show isn't about me. It's about life. And wow, that just made it sound very deep. And I guess it will be deep, but it won't be heavy. Lighthearted Life Talk is what we're aiming for here. For those battling chronic migraine, these conversations are going to be even more helpful and relatable. So definitely stick around. This show is brought to you in partnership with AbbVie. So first, let's hear some important safety information and stay tuned to the end of the podcast for more. Indication Botox, onabotulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine that is injected into muscles and used to prevent headaches in adults with chronic migraine who have 15 or more days each month with headache lasting four or more hours each day in people 18 years and older. It is not known whether Botox is safe and effective to prevent headaches in patients with migraine who have 14 or fewer headache days each month or episodic migraine. Important safety information. Botox may cause serious side effects that can be life-threatening. Get medical help right away if you have any of these problems anytime, hours to weeks after injection of Botox. Problems swallowing, speaking, or breathing due to weakening of associated muscles can be severe and result in loss of life. You are at the highest risk if these problems are pre-existing before injection. Swallowing problems may last for several months. Spread of toxin effects. The effect of botulinum toxin may affect areas away from the injection site and cause serious symptoms, including loss of strength and all-over muscle weakness, double vision, blurred vision, drooping eyelids, hoarseness or change or loss of voice, trouble saying words clearly, loss of bladder control, trouble breathing, and trouble swallowing. Please stay tuned for additional important safety information within this podcast. Long before this episode, this show, and most of my career, I had a very intense fear of public speaking. I could think of a brilliant idea at work and then find myself completely unable to present it in a meeting of my peers. I had practiced. 
I had written it out. And when the time came for me to say those words to my clients or my colleagues, I was sweating, I was blushing, I was stuttering. And this was strange because I have always loved to talk. But once I had to stand up in front of other people, I was in my head imagining what they were thinking of me. And I never imagined good things. I imagined judgment. This was the opposite of my first husband, Aaron. He loved the spotlight and the spotlight loved him. But after Aaron died, I cared a lot less about a lot of things. And when I was invited to speak to small audiences about cancer and grief and widowhood, I said yes. That's how I found my people. The more I talked about loss and grief, the more people I met who knew what it was like to walk through the world missing a huge part of themselves. One of the gifts of modern life is that it has never been easier for us to find and connect with other people, to have glimpses into lives and stories we would otherwise never see, which is why I am so thrilled to share today's interview with you. Because today's guest knows what that feels like on a much bigger, if not the biggest, scale. Kristen Chenoweth is a literal living legend. Glenda the Good Witch in Wicked, Olive Snook on Pushing Daisies, Annabeth Schott on The West Wing. She's an Emmy and Tony winner. The list goes on and on and on. I can't imagine the pressure to perform and tap into your truth and share a piece of yourself on the scale that she does. And on top of all of that, she battles chronic migraine as well. I cannot wait to talk to her, but first I get to introduce the voice of reason to my voice of, what would I be the voice of? Uh, Relatability, humor, all the above. Hello, Dr. Ryan. Welcome. It is so great to have you on the show. Nora, thanks for having me. And I'm so excited to be able to sit down and talk with you a little bit and talk with folks learning more about their experience with chronic migraine. So I can't wait. For listeners, you have to know that I am not just talking to a guy that I now call my friend, Chris. I'm talking to Dr. Christopher Ryan, who is a board certified headache specialist and the director of clinical research at the Diamond Headache Clinic in Illinois, which are impeccable credentials for this show. And also, before we pressed record on this, we discovered a fun fact about one another, which is that we are both adult learners of piano. That's right. I just stare at this beautiful keyboard sitting in my office and need to spend more time doing it. So this is the classic story. You watch a motivational video about getting motivated to go do the thing that you're not doing. And it was like, you know, if you just do 10 minutes a day, you'll be, if you do that for a year, you will be more proficient than 95% of the population of the world. And I spent 10 minutes watching that video instead of playing the piano. So I'm one of the best motivational video watchers you'll ever meet, Nora. And I aspire to be motivated to watch the motivational videos Piano is so fun for me. I do sweat in class and I sweat when I'm playing because my brain is working in a way that it has never had to. I can feel it. I can feel neural pathways forming and they are working hard to get through this brain. So let's talk more about brains, shall we? Let's do it. 
I want to start with the basics, mostly for my sake and also for listeners who might be early in their migraine journey. Sure. So first, can you give us the definition of chronic migraine? Fundamentally, migraine is a central nervous system disorder that involves a level of light and sound sensitivity. Being exposed to light and sound would make things more difficult. A level of nausea, even vomiting associated with the symptoms that people experience. The timeline for these headaches is at least four hours in experiencing pain without being treated. 15 headache days, only eight of them need to meet the criteria of migraine. And so I think this is another thing that patients go, well, I don't know, I wasn't puking, so I guess this one doesn't count. But it absolutely does when we look at it through the lens of chronic migraine in that 30, 31 day month, we wanna have 15 headache days per month where eight of them meet that criteria for migraine. And that meets the definition of chronic migraine versus less than that is episodic migraine. As we go on this journey together and we hear stories of people in their experience, the thing as a headache doctor that breaks my heart is it screams to me that they're experiencing migraine and people will go decades without ever making the diagnosis because people didn't know that it was this straightforward to make the call and to make that definitional diagnosis of migraine and then move on to therapy for those folks. Mm. What might a typical journey look like before someone is diagnosed with chronic migraine? Yeah, typically we get into, you know, early adulthood and we're taking on challenges. And so there's a little bit more attention paid to it because if I miss class, if I miss work, the disability that's associated with migraine starts to stand out. It really oftentimes becomes a situation where they know there's something going on but they're trying to avoid the stigma, the disability, they're putting their head down. There may even be in some situations because of family relationship, sort of a cultural approach by the family to just sort of put your head down and get through it and suck it up. And I'm sure that we're going to talk to guests throughout this process that have that exact story that they had something they needed to do and they weren't going to let their headaches get in the way of that. And so they just gutted it out. And so that's really what it comes to. And generally when people start getting to my door is when they're desperate because they can't fake it anymore and they really have to seek out help. So when people come to you, they've been dealing often with this for a long, long time. And I imagine that there are a lot of emotions that you see in your office, but one of them that surprised me is fear. Mm, Yeah. (sighs) Nobody likes bad news. And so the honest to God truth is they already know something's going on. On one end, they might be thinking, is this a tumor? Is this an aneurysm? Is this something really scary, life-threatening scary? So oftentimes we have to walk through that together and talk to them about why I do or don't think that's going on. Some people don't want to know the answer to that question because then they have to deal with those emotions that might be tied up in a million other experiences that they had, you know, does this keep me from being able to pursue medical school, law school? And so for all of those reasons, personal and professional patients sometimes really just cover it over, hide from it. Yeah, we also have this particularly Western attitude I've learned over the years, which is Americans especially, we power through. Yep. Right. And we like a winner. And every 
setback is really just a setup for your best work and the best day ever. And you smile through it and, you know, you brush yourself off and you pull yourself up by the bootstraps and you play through the pain. And it really, I think, has created a culture where we've become so dismissive of our bodies like our physical feeling. It's true. The human being's ability to rationalize its experience is phenomenal. No, 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 no. This is just because I didn't eat any breakfast or this is just because I'm a little stressed. And the cute thing that ends up happening as we walk through the stories, you know, we take an hour just to talk about what their experience is when we first meet. And what they're doing is they're quietly telling me all of their triggers. So sometimes if you can weave that story into an understanding about the disease, patients can relate to their disease more, which seems like a silly thing to say because they're experiencing it so much. But because they're rationalizing their experience away, Sometimes you have to bring them back to their experience. Let me be the thing that helps you pull yourself up. You don't have to fake it, that there are therapies and approaches that you can take without just trying to ignore what's going on with your body. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for the work you do. It's really wonderful to be with a person who knows what to do and does it. So thank you. You're welcome. It's a blast. I get to wear pajamas to work every day. I wear scrubs to work. You know um, what? I'm glad you said it. Come on, let's keep it real. I'll be right back after the break with Kristen Chenoweth, who is a paid spokesperson for AbbVie, so stick around. I have chronic migraine, 15 or more headache days a month, each lasting four hours or more. What's the cost of Botox on a botulinum toxin A for chronic migraine? Botox prevents headaches in adults with chronic migraine. Botox is not approved for adults with migraine who have 14 or fewer headache days a month. Go to BotoxSavingsProgram.com to see if you can pay as little as $0 for your treatment. Botox is a prescription medicine injected by your doctor. Effects of Botox may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness can be signs of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Side effects may include allergic reactions, neck and injection site pain, fatigue, and headache. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Don't receive Botox if there's a skin infection. Tell your doctor your medical history, muscle or nerve conditions, including ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome, and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. Talk to your doctor and visit BotoxChronicMigraine.com or call 1-800-44-BOTOX to learn more. Welcome back to The Head Start, Embracing the Journey. Hi, Kristen. Welcome. Welcome to the show. Thank you. It's good to be here and nice to meet you. Oh, nice to meet you. Good to see your beautiful face as close to (laughs) in-person as you can get. Thank you. (laughs) I love to start the show by asking people a question. I want to know, what are you listening to lately? Music, podcasts, books, what's in your headphones? I have just started the audiobook. How's this for random? The audiobook for Heather Gay's book, 
and I'm obsessed. I know her from afar and she sent me the book and I'm a big audio listener. Yeah, same. Yeah. And so I'm listening to that. I'm listening to Lainey Wilson right now. I got a heart like a truck. I'm obsessed with the song. And yeah, I mean, obviously I listen to music all the time, but um, yeah, those are the two things that are going on in my earbuds. If you're listening to music, are you singing along also? Not always. Not always, because I'm also trying to get their words. But like Lainey's song, I was practicing in the car yesterday. And I was like, I, I got I got a heart like a truck. It's been drugged through the mud. Runs on dreams and gasoline. That old highway holds the key. So I'm just like learning the words as I go. And mm. I'm, I get obsessed about a song and I listen to it and I listen and like it drives other people crazy. I do the same thing. If I'm, I'm like, well, if I liked it once, yeah. I'll like it a thousand times. That's right. That's completely. Right. That's right. And if I could sing, Kristen, I would never talk if I were <laughs> you. I would literally be singing every word. I, I sing to my dog. My dog's got yeah. her own song. Like, I love, I love, I love my thunder pup. Her name's Thunder Pup. <laughs> that tells you a lot about me and what I do in my spare time. Which I love. I Thank love you. knowing that. I Thank love you. knowing that. Those are facts that people did not know before. <laughs> and now we know. And you heard it here first. That's so, right. Kristen, in addition to you writing original songs for Thunder Pop, <laughs> you've also been living with chronic migraine for many years now. And I am fascinated by the story of how you discovered it. Can you put us in that moment? Sure. I'm 25 years old. I've been invited my first big solo concert with the Virginia Symphony. And I'm doing, you know, two acts. And about halfway through act one, I'm standing on stage and the lights started bothering me. I thought I had something in my eye. And then about five minutes later, I'm singing and I see like swirls and bright flashing lights. And all of a sudden, my head started feeling like a sledgehammer was on top of it. And I started getting nauseous. And I finally finished the act. It was like three songs to the end. The curtain came down and I threw up. And um, I think by sheer adrenaline and just prayer and please, God, please, I got through the rest of the show. But by the end, I was, I call it a brain freeze. It feels to me when I get a migraine attack. So I didn't know how to put it to people. I was like, they're like, oh, you got a really bad headache. I'm not, no. No, it's not that because I've had a bad headache before. It's like when you drink a Slurpee or you have something really cold and your brain freezes, it just stays with you. And for me, it makes me very nauseous. So you throw up. Mm -hmm. The janitorial staff is getting the wood shavings. <laughs> they're, they're jumping into action. You also finish the show. Yeah. Yeah. I call that you know, a lot of live performers, I've had it on Broadway and we call it Dr. Footlights. Like you can be broken and walk out on stage and those lights and the audience. I don't know if I could do it with film or TV. In fact, it's harder because I thrive off of that personal relationship with the audience. When a migraine attack hits and you're on stage and I've had it happen a couple of times, you can't believe it's happening. I, I, 
I mean, there's many experiences over my career that it's happened and it's, and it's unfortunately, um, taken some special nights away, you know, from me. After that show, you, you finish, Mm -hmm. you've gone through this incredibly physically taxing experience. What happens after that show? Well, I actually stayed an extra day. Thank goodness I didn't have to be anywhere that next day to just like assess the situation. I did have a doctor come. He said, you probably did have a migraine attack. And I can tell you this, Nora, it was very scary because I love being on stage and to not have that be safe was a bummer. And when that doctor said to you, well, that was probably migraine, what did you know about that word? Not much. The journey to finding out what it really was and what it really entailed was a longer conversation. Yeah, I didn't know. I was just scared and kind of nervous and wondering when it was going to happen again. Yeah. It's like allergy season. People that have that go, oh, it's October. I'm going to be sick. You don't get to say, okay, I have a day off Saturday, so migraine, if you're coming, come on. You don't get to do that. It's a constant surprise. Mm. It takes, I think for you, years between that first Mm -hmm. show and that first attack Mm -hmm. to actually get an official diagnosis. Yeah. You called it like a fear of having your safe, happy place sort of invaded Mm -hmm. by this dark force, Mm -hmm. what are some of those like special nights or what did it feel like to have that kind of looming around, not just your livelihood, but truly your joy? It it is embarrassing if I'm being honest, because if it happened surrounded by work, people are like, she's having some kind of episode or, hey, try this. You squeeze yourself between your thumb and your finger. I mean, I was squeezing my hand off. So my years were spent hoping and praying it wouldn't hit at a very big time, which it did. I won an Emmy for a TV show called Pushing Daisies. And I did a full red carpet with tons of flashing lights. And I felt no pre-warning or anything like that. And I'm sitting there waiting for my category thinking, I think I might be getting one, but I just kept willing it away. And I I did win. And after you win, you go and you take more pictures. And I was really trying, talk about being a best actress. I was really trying not to let this steal my moment. That's just an example of how chronic migraine has affected me and my career. Oh, and it's such an evocative example too, because I'm sure if we went online right now and searched Kristen Chenoweth, Emmys, Pushing Days. We would only see beautiful photos, smiling, gorgeous. Oh, that's so powerful. So that's another problem is that you got to be so in tune. And I'd like to think being a, you know, an actress and a dancer and things, I'm really in tune to my body. But yeah, but I just couldn't, I couldn't, the frustration was I couldn't tell when it was going to hit. And I did every, I drank tons of water. I, you know, I didn't eat chocolate. I I didn't drink wine and it still would happen. Yeah. You mentioned too, like the embarrassing aspect of it, which as much as I want to be like, no, 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 don't be embarrassed. Right. Hmm. Like we also know that we live in a world where we do expect a lot from everybody. Yeah. Expect a lot from women. Oh, expect a lot from women. And especially 
in the industry that you are in, mm-hmm. it's like you cannot be labeled difficult. Nope. And difficult can mean anything. Truly. Oh, I, oh, she's a high <laughs> maintenance because she has to have lower light or whatever. I know. Well said, well said, Nora. And to further explain my fear, it wasn't just for myself. It was for others and not just their judgment. I didn't want to be looked at as weak. I'm not going to let that go down. And also when this all started, you know, now, nowadays, Nora, I feel like the younger generation is teaching me a little bit more of like, have some grace with yourself. But I grew up in a time where, you know, you weren't late. You didn't talk about your problems. I do a cheer from the South. I'm from the South and I I made it up. It's called push it down, push it down, way down, push it down, push it down, way down. And no matter how hard I tried it, it still would come up and I would not give myself any grace. Oh God, no, 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 no. Uh, Ourselves? No. no. Other people? Sure. There's this additional aspect too that I know you've talked about before, which is when people show up to see you, they're showing up to see you, right? Yeah, and and, and they're traveling. And also behind the stage or behind the camera, like there's literally hundreds, if not thousands of other people whose jobs are also connected to and rely on your mm-hmm. performance, which is just an extraordinary amount of pressure. I always used to think there's a kid out there that's flown here and the first time they're going to see a Broadway show and you do it. And I did push through it a lot of times. There was a Broadway show I did called Promises, Promises. And my leading man was Sean Hayes from Will and & Grace. And I was sort of starting getting a little bit more bold and actually telling my leading men, hey, I had this thing, but if you'll just be patient with me. And Sean was the guy that it hit really bad in act two. And I was on the bed and he leans down. I go, migraine. Mm. And he goes, got it. And we continued the scene. He held me up, which makes sense for the role even, but he held me up through the whole rest of the act. And even implementing like, would you like some water, Fran? Fran was my character. He gave me some water. He was so caring. He just wanted me to get through the end. And I'll tell you what, it was very freeing to be able to finally tell somebody and have them just go, I got your back. Oh, everyone needs that. Everyone Mm -hmm. needs that person Mm -hmm. who can do that, dance with them and improv that in that way. Yeah. Oh my God, that's so beautiful. Now I love him more. Oh, I love him so much. I mean, when I tell you he was there for me, he was there for me. So how does it feel to have that official chronic migraine diagnosis? I was still a little confused of how I was going to handle it and should I cut my work schedule back? And I was wearing sunglasses in the nighttime. Just anything that I thought could trigger it. But then after I got over my panic and started releasing some of those fears and shameful thoughts, which is ridiculous, I started working with a team of doctors to try to help. And she said, okay, do you want to let me give you Botox for chronic migraine and see if it helps? I love that that doctor saw you and saw not just like you as a star, but really saw all of those vulnerabilities. Oh, yeah. Because no matter what sort of scale of life that you are performing on and everyone is doing some kind of performance oh, yes. every day, yes. like everyone really does have so much to lose. Yes. Yeah. I'm really yeah. glad to be partnered with Abby on something that actually means a lot to me. This is my life. And I'm really, really 
glad to be able to, to come on this show and talk about it because I bet a lot of women and men, people who struggle with chronic migraine are out there and they're like, people are like, oh, don't try to reduce stress because stress is also, remember, happy. I mean, the night I won the Emmy, that was happy stress. It's happy, sad. So what am I supposed to be a robot? That's such a good point, Kristen. Reducing stress. <laughs> it's always the first thing people tell you for anything. I can't stop laughing. I know. I was like... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> But part of this whole journey for you too is learning, like as a performer, you mentioned you're so in tune with your body Yeah, and your body is like an instrument and your body yeah. is yourself and a vehicle and a machine, all these things. What are the other migraine attack triggers for you besides bright lights, which is yeah. what a- <laughs> Kind of a bummer since I'm in right? show business. Kinda, yeah. <laughs> so aside from that- what are the other ones? My schedule, I never know what time zone I'm on. I really live in a plane. So flying a lot and also lack of sleep has been for sure something that I feel that could bring it on. Yeah. Since I've come out with it, the, the ugly, awful truth, a lot of people at like my meet and greets or book signings, they'll say, I have terrible migraine attacks and I didn't know you had that. And I just felt, wow, if, if I could just by sharing one thing with one person, if it can help one person, then I'm I'm happy. Yeah. Kristen Chenoweth, you are even better than I imagined. And my expectations were through the roof. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. We like to end the show by asking guests to share a message for people living with chronic migraine. And this episode is filled with just shining diamonds, hopeful <laughs> diamonds for people. So it almost feels greedy of me to ask you for another, but okay. is there a message that you would like to leave the audience with? Yes. I really just want to encourage people who struggle with chronic migraine. I think it's absolutely a-okay to tell your coworkers or your neighbors or close friends, and you'll find how encouraging people will be to you. When you share with people, you might find out that they suffer with it too, or it opens up a conversation. It creates a, a more inspired workplace, and even with family that you're you're still pushing it down and being tough just to share what's going on. And they might share something with you, and you know you can talk about it. So those are things that I just want to really encourage people to remember. That was beautiful. If you say the horrible, awful thing out loud, you never know who else is listening who will be like, oh, me too. Oh, you're not alone. When you have chronic migraine, it's the invisible disease, right? So you think you're on a planet alone, but you're not. There are other people that have it as well. And the crowd went wild. <laughs> Oh, I think you're so wonderful. Kristen Chenoweth, thank you so much for being exactly who you are. What a gift. Same, girl, same. Thank you. What a you. gift. Thanks for listening to The Head Start, Embracing the Journey. We hope you found something worthwhile here with us today. A new coping strategy, a relatable story, the comfort of knowing you're not alone. I am so happy to be a part of creating this community for all of us, and especially for people living with chronic migraine. If you haven't found a treatment plan that is working for you, please do reach out to your headache specialist to explore your options. I truly hope this has helped you find a bit of comfort and maybe a smile, maybe. See you next episode.
The Head Start Embracing the Journey is hosted by myself, Nora McNerney, executive produced by Yvonne Sheehan. Our head of post-production is James Foster. Our researcher is Sierra Kaiser, and our writer is John Irwin. Original music by Soundcat Productions and Artlist. And stay tuned for important safety information. Important safety information. There has not been a confirmed serious case of spread of toxin effect away from the injection site when Botox has been used at the recommended dose to treat chronic migraine. Botox may cause loss of strength or general muscle weakness, vision problems, or dizziness within hours to weeks of receiving Botox. If this happens, do not drive a car, operate machinery, or do other dangerous activities. Do not receive Botox if you are allergic to any of the ingredients in Botox. See medication guide for ingredients. Had an allergic reaction to any other botulinum toxin product, such as Myoblock, Rimabotulinum toxin B, Dysport, Abobotulinum toxin A, or Xeomin, Botulinum toxin A have a skin infection at the planned injection site. The dose of Botox is not the same as or comparable to another botulinum toxin product. Serious and or immediate allergic reactions have been reported, including itching, rash, red itchy welts, wheezing, asthma symptoms, dizziness, or feeling faint. Get medical help right away if you experience symptoms. Further injection of Botox should be discontinued. Tell your doctor about all your muscle or nerve conditions, such as ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome, as you may be at increased risk of serious side effects, including difficulty swallowing and difficulty breathing from typical doses of Botox. Tell your doctor about all your medical conditions, including if you have or have had bleeding problems, have plans to have surgery, had surgery on your face, have weakness of forehead muscles, trouble raising your eyebrows, drooping eyelids, and any other abnormal facial change, are pregnant or plan to become pregnant. It is not known if Botox can harm your unborn baby, are breastfeeding or plan to. It is not known if Botox passes into breast milk. Tell your doctor about all the medicines you take, including prescription and over-the-counter medicines, vitamins, and herbal supplements. Using Botox with certain other medicines may cause serious side effects. Do not start any new medicines until you have told your doctor that you have received Botox in the past. Tell your doctor if you received any other botulinum toxin product in the last four months, have received injections of botulinum toxin, such as Myoblock, Dysport, or Xeomin in the past. Tell your doctor exactly which product you received. Have recently received an antibiotic by injection. Take muscle relaxants. Take an allergy or cold medicine. Take a sleep medicine. Take aspirin-like products or blood thinners. Other side effects of Botox include dry mouth, discomfort or pain at the injection site, tiredness, headache, neck pain, eye problems such as double vision, blurred vision, decreased eyesight, drooping eyelids, swelling of your eyelids and dry eyes, drooping eyebrows, and upper respiratory tract infection. For more information, refer to the medication guide or talk with your doctor. You are encouraged to report negative side effects of prescription drugs to the FDA. Visit www.fda.gov medwatch or call 1-800-FDA-1088. Please see Botox full product information, including boxed warning and medication guide, by clicking the link provided in the podcast description or by visiting www.rxabv.com slash PDF slash Botox underscore PI dot PDF. If you are having difficulty paying for your medicine, AbV may be able to help. Visit abv.com slash myabvassist to learn more. 
Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.